Jeff Passan, my man, not just one of my favorite people at ESPN, but one of my favorite people, period, man. How are you doing? That is some high praise, Jeff. I, no, I'm, you are. I mean it. <laughs> I'm doing much better now, actually. I had a, I had a very uh, interesting, yeah, I had a very interesting weekend. It was my 25th high school reunion. I was the guy who lost my license. And, ah. and, and honestly, like a hand to heart on my children, dead sober. So it's even more embarrassing. But then I got through TSA with a Costco card and a credit card. Shout out TSA in Cleveland for doing your jobs, i.e. probably not doing your jobs. <laughs> and uh, here I am in beautiful Bristol, Connecticut, ready for this wild card series. And uh, we got some good ones ahead. Hey, man, look, I would tell you to pull up in Washington for, for some playoff games, but um, we're still working on that down here in D.C. So m maybe <laughs> next year, maybe next year, you know? You, you always have 2019, Justin. <laughs> we always, they can never take that away from us down here in D.C. But uh, look, man, the regular season is done. The playoffs are here, and we'll start with the wild card series in a second. But before we do, man, Jeff, of all the storylines, of all the chaos in this 2023 MLB season, what was your absolute favorite thing to watch? Oh, there's so many things. I, I loved watching the maturation of the Baltimore Orioles from an mm. organization that was among the worst in baseball a couple of years ago into a 101-win juggernaut, and this is just the beginning of what we're going to see from them. Uh, I love the chaos of the National League West with uh, <laughs> Texas really blowing the lead and Houston doing what Houston does, which is by the time October comes around, playing its best baseball. And I love seeing the Atlanta Braves historically great offense. Um, when we look at that team, Justin, and when we look back on this season, we're not just going to see Ronald Acuna becoming the first 40-70 guy or 340 home run hitters or the most home runs for a team in history. We're going to see an offense that had the highest slugging percentage in the history of any offense in Major League Baseball, better than the 27 Yankees, better than anyone. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, man, but you didn't know this, but we had you on a pitch clock. That's, yeah. that's ball four. So we're going to have to ask the runner to take his base. Look, you're still one of my favorite people. I'm not a boss. I, I just got to follow the rules, man. We, we had you on a pitch clock. That was a lot longer than 20 seconds, thankfully. So, <laughs> But see, that that's friendship. You know what I mean? <laughs> I pushed the boundaries as long as I could. <laughs> I, I appreciate you trying. And you know what? We are going to get our first look at pitch clock baseball in the playoffs this year. We are going to have a bunch of sub three-hour games. And uh, I cannot wait for that. And a whole lot more that we have coming up over the next three days. It's beautiful, right? The signs are all around us. Leaves are beginning to fall. Pumpkin spice lattes are emerging from Starbucks. And calendars have flipped to the most magical month, October. You get where I'm going with this. That's right. The wait, it's finally over. Postseason baseball is here. So today, as the wildcard round gets underway, Jeff Passan surveys the bountiful harvest of playoff baseball, upon which we now get to feast, and tells us who'll advance to the divisional round and who'll be getting an early jump on the offseason. I'm Justin Tinsley. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. This is ESPN Daily.
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jeff, we're in year two of this wildcard format. Remind us of how this opening round will go down. Let's remember how the wild card used to be. Mm-hmm. It was a one-game winner-takes-all, loser-goes-home format. I got to be honest, I kind of dug that. Like, I, I love winner-takes-all games. Yeah. It, it's just uh, the stakes are are so enormous and... What it made teams do is really value winning their divisions, right? That being said, I love this format too because it just gives us more baseball and more baseball is always better. Here's the thing though, Justin, winning your division and being the top wild card does really matter because all three of the games that could potentially be played in this series are at home for that higher seed. So you're going to have three consecutive days of baseball in the same place and home field advantage playing a huge role for the teams that have it. All right, Jeff. So let's start with the American League and the series that kicks it all off for us, the Rangers and Tampa to face the Rays. How did these teams get here and what do you expect to see? I feel like you started with the best because this series to (laughs) me is just so incredibly intriguing. You have two teams that for a while, Justin, looked like they were the cream of the crop in the American League. Remember the Rays starting off, it looked like they were never going to lose. And they were hitting home runs and they had the best pitching in baseball. And then things went sideways for a little bit. Jeffrey Springs, uh, who was incredible over his first four starts, Tommy John surgery. Drew Rasmussen, uh, whose emergence over the last year has been fantastic. Tommy John surgery for the third time. And then Shane McClanahan, their ace, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Tommy John surgery. So the Rays lose three all-star caliber starters, and yet they are the Rays. So signing Zach Eflin, he's been fantastic this year. Tyler Glass now coming back. He's been fantastic. Trading for Aaron Savali at the deadline. They lost Wander Franco. They've lost Brandon Lau, their whole middle infield go into their system and replace them. This is what the Rays do. They are deep and they are really, really good. And despite winning 99 games, the second most in the American League, the fourth most in baseball, they are somehow the four seed because that is how this format works. And they're going to face the Texas Rangers who got off to such a fantastic start. Their lineup looked as good as any in baseball, even as good at one point as the Braves. And then injuries hit. Josh Young got hurt. Alice Garcia got hurt. Jonah Heim got hurt. Three of their all-stars. And it looked like the Rangers were, were going to struggle. And then, you know, Jacob deGrom went down. Their big free agent signing this offseason. Right, right. And Max Scherzer, their huge deadline acquisition. Mm-hmm. And most recently, John Gray. 
And even though the Rangers were in a clear favorite position going into the last week of the season in the American League West, they blew it and got shut out by the Mariners on the last day of the season, allowing the Astros to win the division by a tiebreaker, the only tiebreaker, by the way, that the Astros held, and take that division in the number two seed. So instead of sitting at home, resting, getting their rotation, the Rangers end up on the road in Tampa Bay facing a Rays team that is as dangerous, in my mind, as any in the American League. So it sounds like you're picking the Rays over the Rangers in this wildcard matchup. You know, somebody who's been scouting all of the American League teams put it really interesting to me yesterday. I I go to this person when I want to get a better sense of the general landscape of baseball. And I said who you got in the American League? Because I wanted to know, like, uh, before I make my World Series pick, I want to know, like, who is this guy who's been around for decades and has seen everything? Who does he like? And he said to me, every single series in the American League is a coin flip. So yeah, while I am picking the Rays, this is going to be my general warning for the rest of this podcast. My conviction in these picks is not strong enough for you to go wager your hard-earned cash on them. So consider them a uh, a light endorsement as opposed to something where you should go out and put a life savings on it because these matchups are all just and really good. Yeah. And especially in the American League, the difference between the six seed and the one seed really isn't all that great. This is as wide open an American League as we've seen in a long, long time. You know, so when we talk about this this Rangers and Rays series, the winner gets that 101-win Orioles team that you mentioned earlier, and they really pushed this youth movement this season. Mm -hmm. But the lights are brighter now. Every game's in primetime, and mm -hmm. everybody's watching you. So my question for you is this. Are the baby O's ready for their October close-up? TBD. And I would... <laughs> I, listen, one thing that I think is really difficult to know about athletes it just doesn't apply to baseball only this is across the landscape i think it's hard to know what's going to happen when those lights do get brighter mm -hmm. and when prime time does arrive and uh, listen we have seen adley rushman whether he was at oregon state or down in the minor leagues when he was winning championships we have seen him step up when it really matters and so I have no doubt that Adley Rushman's going to be a dude in October, just like he's a dude April through September. And I have no doubt that the talent of Gunnar Henderson is going to play. And I don't have as many doubts as I did once upon a time about their rotation. Because when you look at starting pitchers in the playoffs this season, I'm talking across the entire landscape, Justin, every starting pitcher in the postseason this year, Kyle Bradish, who's going to be starting game one of the division series for the Orioles, has the best second half ERA among all those starters at 2.40. Wow. And who has the second best ERA among playoff starters? Grayson Rodriguez, who's likely going to be starting game two for Baltimore and is a Oof. rookie. And then you add John Oof. Means, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery. Um, while we thought that Baltimore's bullpen was going to be its strength. Felix Bautista going down with an injured UCL really has brought that into question. And now it looks like the Orioles starting pitching may be as much of a strength as its bullpen with Yenier Cano having to pitch the ninth inning 
and the seventh and eighth being bigger question marks than they once were. All right, so next up, let's move over to another uh, American League matchup. The Blue Jays heading to Minnesota to take on the Twins. What do we need to watch for in this series? This series, to me, is going to be about whose offense shows up because both of them have really good pitching. And it's interesting with the Toronto Blue Jays, you have a lineup that's got Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero mm-hmm. Jr. and George Springer. Mm-hmm. They trade for Dalton Varsho this year. They traded for Matt Chapman a couple of years ago. You know, name after name after name. Um, they've struggled to score runs this year. And they've been inconsistent offensively to the point that the Blue Jays, who were my preseason pick to win the American League pennant, I almost gave up on them. But their pitching has rescued them. And when you can go out with Kevin Gosman in game one and Jose Barrios in game two, yeah, uh, and you can follow with Chris Bassett, uh, you know, one of the most consistent pitchers in baseball in game three, and you can use Yusei Kikuchi, who's been arguably the best pitcher on the Blue Jays staff in the second half. You can use him as a fireman to neutralize the really good left-handed bats that they're going to load in that Minnesota Twins lineup because they're facing three right-handed starters. It gives John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, a lot of optionality. And yet, I look at the Twins pitching, too, and I see Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray's probably going to finish second in AL Cy Young voting this year, Justin. Yep. And he's not even starting game one for the Twins. That's going to be Pablo Lopez, and the Twins are a sneaky good team because they do two things, Justin, that are imperative in October. They hit home runs and they strike out opponents. And while I'm worried about the Twins' offensive strikeout rate uh, and how that could be their Achilles heel, they do the other things so well that, to me, they are a sneaky sleeper going into the playoffs this year. The winner of this series gets the Astros, who are only in the driver's seat after getting that AL West crown via the tiebreaker you mentioned earlier with the Rangers. This may sound like a crazy question, Jeff, but I got to ask it anyway. Can the defending champs, who have been so good for so long, make another long October run? Absolutely. And, you know, when you have Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker in your lineup, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to argue against yeah. it. And and Chaz, Chaz McCormick's emergence this year and Yiner Diaz, the rookie catcher. And by the way, they signed Jose Abreu, who's had a big September and finally looks to be uh, emerging out of what had been a pretty long slump. And then their rotation. Oh, by the way, they've got Justin Verlander back for another run. And Framber Valdez, who's one of the more underappreciated pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. And Christian Javier, who uh, was part of a no-hitter in the World Series last year. And in their bullpen is deep from Ryan Presley to Hector Neris. Brian Abreu's been damn near unhittable in the second half of the season. Like, the Astros have all the pieces and parts. They have been in the American League Championship Series for six consecutive years. That's ridiculous. And I tweeted last year, the Astros are inevitable. And it was a little nod to Thanos. It it was... Almost like the Astros got their final Infinity Stone last year and uh, that they won that championship that was not going to have an asterisk by it. That they wanted to prove to the rest of the world what they have known inside that organization for a long time, that even though they cheated in 2017, 
They didn't have to because they were that good and they have been that good for as long as they have in a sport that simply doesn't see teams dominate the way the Astros have. Coming up, what to watch for in the National League. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from $25 and under to, say, $100 and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats Headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, Jeff, uh, let's switch over to the National League for a minute. We got the Diamondbacks traveling in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I saw this playing out with the Milwaukee Brewers making a really deep run into the postseason. And then on Monday afternoon, Craig Council, the Brewers manager, announced that Brandon Woodruff, who was going to be starting game two for the Brewers, was out for this series and potentially out for the playoffs with a shoulder injury. And it was just such a punch to the gut for a Milwaukee team that had been playing really well lately and whose pitching looked like it was the best, at least rotation-wise, of all 12 teams in the playoffs. When you have Corbin Burns, a former Cy Young winner at the top, Brandon Woodruff, who can come in and shut guys down and had a 2-2-8 ERA over his 11 starts this season in the two-hole, and then Freddie Peralta, another potentially dominant guy pitching third, the Brewers not only looked like a team that were going to beat the Diamondbacks, which I still frankly think they will, but looked like a team that could potentially oust the Dodgers in the division series. That's going to be a little tougher road to hoe now without Woodruff. And as much as the Brewers have great pitching with their starters and with a deep bullpen, uh, their lineup leaves a lot to be desired. Look, they did really well at the trade deadline. Mark Canna and Carlos Santana, the two bats they went out and got, have been two of their four best hitters. Uh, and frankly, I don't know that they would be here right now had they not made those moves. And yet with the Diamondbacks, they've just been about a year ahead of schedule. And a lot of that is thanks to Corbin Carroll 
the dynamic rookie who's going to win NL Rookie of the Year, who had 25 home runs and 50 stolen bases this year, uh, and Lourdes Gurriel and Christian Walker and Cattell Marte. Uh, the Diamondbacks would just be in such a better position had they actually mustered some wins this weekend, had they actually gone out and taken a game or two from the Houston Astros, because then they wouldn't have had to pitch Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen and start Brandon Fott, a rookie, in game one. You know, winning in the postseason always comes with an even harder challenge, right? So the winner of this series gets the Dodgers, who are always around this time of the year. Are either of these teams a real threat to the Dodgers right now? Yeah, I, I think that the the Brewers especially are the threat because of how they can pitch. And let's remember back in 2018, the the Brewers pushed the Dodgers to seven games in the NLCS. It was a fantastic series. And yes, I understand yes. that was five years ago. A lot has changed since then. Uh, you know, these teams look totally different. The, the Dodgers didn't have Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman back then. <laughs> but the one thing that has been consistent is Clayton Kershaw. And uh, he's going to head a Dodgers rotation that is very vulnerable because of injuries. Dustin May, out. Walker Buehler, who tried to come back, out. Tony Gonsolin, out. It has decimated them. What they do have, though, is a bullpen that is really surprisingly elite. Um, they have taken Ryan Brazier off the scrap heap, and he's given up one run in, you know, around 30 innings. Uh, Bruce Argrotterol, whose ERA is in the low ones this year, has given up one run over his last almost 30 innings. What the Dodgers did is not panic, and they understand that Dave Roberts, uh, he is the manager to me with the most pressure on him in this postseason because he is going to have to be making the right moves at all times if he wants the Dodgers to advance. We're going to see what Dave Roberts has made of this postseason, but we're, it helps. It really helps, Justin, when you have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and, yeah. and Will Smith <laughs> and J.D. Martinez and Max Muncy and James Outman and uh, these lineups that he can put together, depending on who they're starting, a right-hander or a left-hander. Um, you know, if, if it's the Brewers... Uh, or, for that matter, the Diamondbacks, uh, their starters, all right-handed. And so uh, Mookie Betts is going to be playing a lot of second base, and you're going to see outfield with David Peralta and James Outman and Jason Hayward, all of whom mash right-handed pitching. All right, Jeff. So finally, we have the Marlins, and they're headed up to Philadelphia to take on the reigning NL pennant winners, the Phillies. This is an NL East battle on a much larger scale right now. So who has the edge in this series? I love what the Marlins have done this year, Justin. They are 33-13 and 13 in one-run games. They have the worst run differential ever playoff team, and yet here they are. And part of that is because the National League uh, was abjectly mediocre this year. Chicago Cubs choked away a playoff spot because the Cincinnati Reds, uh, you know, when, the, when those bright lights turned on, just could get the job done. Uh, and Miami filled that void. And the fact that they did it with Sandy Alcantara down this year, not his Cy Young self, and out because of a UCL injury with Yuri Perez, their incredible rookie, who's going to win a Cy Young himself someday, but is missing the playoffs uh, with a shoulder injury. The fact that they made it with a rotation that's going to go Jesus Lazardo, Braxton Garrett, Edward Cabrera, I think speaks to what the Marlins are made of. Because let me tell you, man, they kind of can't hit 
<laughs> and they picked it up toward the end of the year, but uh, they still kind of can't hit. And yet, if they went out and beat the Philadelphia Phillies, it would not surprise me altogether because there's just the, there's that there's that vibe that the Marlins have right now that I feel really weird picking against. But the Phillies lineup is really good and really deep. And they have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, two guys who have been there and who have done that and who are going to be at the top of that rotation. And they also have home field advantage. And so it's it's hard in this situation to say that this upstart Marlins team is going to be able to go into an environment in Philadelphia that is going to be loud and chaotic and thrive there the way that so few teams were capable of doing last postseason. Now, when we look at the winner of that last series we just talked about, the Marlins and the Phillies, oh man, and I'm putting winner in air quotes right now because they get the consensus juggernaut, <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, who look unstoppable. They look like a team that I would create on PlayStation back in like 2002 right now. So, Jeff, how do you slow down a team that doesn't look like they have bricks? The only thing that can slow down the Atlanta Braves is injuries. There are question marks about Max Freed, who's on the injured list and his mm -hmm. availability, and Charlie Mort, who's on the injured list and his availability. And when you put those two alongside Spencer Strider, uh, it is a pretty unbeatable rotation. But if they're not there, Bryce Elder, the rookie all-star, has really struggled in the second half. And uh, then you're turning to... A.J. Smith-Shaver or Alan Winans. And, and yet, if the Braves go out with those guys, I still think I might pick them um, because this lineup, it is historically great. It is the spotty outy delicious of, <laughs> uh, of baseball lineups. <laughs> Chefs kiss right there <laughs> listen you, you gotta give you gotta give love to andre and big boy because uh as as great as that song was as great as that record is as representative of atlanta as all of the above are um that is 20 years uh, 25 years ago now and and yeah. the braves lineup is the modern version of that um, they scored 947 runs this year, Justin. That's ridiculous. It's the most runs a National League team has scored since the 2000 Colorado Rockies. And before that, it was the 1996 Colorado Rockies. And since the Rockies play at uh, Coors Field, uh, I'm not going to count them for the purposes of my narrative here. Uh, to have a National League team that has scored more runs than that, you have to go back to 1953, Brooklyn Dodgers. 70 years. And I understand. There's a designated hitter in the National League now, so that does slightly change things. But still, I don't want to take away credit from this team that has Ronald Acuna Jr. doing things we've never seen before in terms of power-speed combination. And Matt Olson setting a franchise record uh, with home runs. And it, you go up and down that lineup, man, all-star after all-star after all-star. And I just don't know how you pitch to it. Right. They have so few weaknesses. They hit for power. They hit for average. The, the slugging percentage of 501 is the highest in the history of baseball. They don't strike out. I mean, it's, it's just a team that if you're a pitcher, when you stand on that mound 60 feet, six inches away and say, I need to navigate this lineup 
I don't understand how they do anything other than emoji shrug it. Uh, I, I have a really hard time believing that whether it's a short series of five games in the division series or seven games in the NLCS and World Series, there's going to be a team that has the pitching to neutralize the Braves offense for long enough to win that series. Man, that outcast reference was so well-placed. I want to add another one to the fold. I thought you were going to go something like me and you, your mama, and Acuna, too, instead of, <laughs> instead of your cousin. You know, like, hey, look. But either way, like, if they win the World Series, and especially if they win it in Atlanta, they have to at least play the instrumental from Spotty Adi Opadopolis. Excuse me. I, 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 I mispronounced the title, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It is a true masterclass. It is a piece of art, and it's timeless. I still listen to it to this day. It's one of the greatest instrumentals of all time. But look, okay, look. Are, I we, know are, we, are you just going to make that? <laughs> oh. I can, I, can do that. I can do look, that forever, man. Hey, look, I was going to let you do it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I have I have a long and perhaps sordid history on this podcast of overextending myself when it comes to uh, musical stylings. So we're going to end it there because the, the last thing we need is another earworm for people after I poisoned them with the Randy <laughs> Rosarena song a couple of years ago. Jeff, my man, the conversation has it's been incredible. Anytime I'm on this show, anytime I'm hosting this show and you come on, make all the musical references you want, my brother. All right? Forever, ever, forever, ever. And you know what? We're going to end it with that. Thank you so much, Jeff. That was, <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate you having me. I'm Justin Tinsley. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.